My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Amazing. It's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. We're so happy. No, Nicole's just like, because she's been dealing with some work things. But This is my busiest time of work, so I'm trying to not be stressed. Hi. Hi. Zen. Om. Zen. Om. Yes. Need to do some yoga again. But yeah, hey, I'm here. I'm happy I'm here. Yay. Yes. Now we're going to have happy moments because yeah, 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 yeah. we're out of work moments. Yes. And we're in happy moments. Yeah. This is our happy time. Whoa, whoa. We're so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy. You're so happy. <laughs> What's got you in stitches, Angela? So, okay. This is not going to make people happy. So Uh-oh. we might put you back in frustrated mode. No. Raise your hand if this has happened to you before. You're driving down okay. a two-lane highway. Oh, I hate driving okay on one side of you is a like a big truck it can be a work truck or it could be something that's hauling like a trailer or some kind of construction type equipment or so so they they go slow you know they go slow yeah they're in the right lane they're in the slow lane on purpose because you know they go slow Yeah, yeah yeah and then in front of you is a car that is refusing to pass that car oh so no Every time that work truck slows down, because of one reason or another, I think it was it was a pizza delivery car. I really hope they were having car issues. I mean, I don't hope they were having car issues, <laughs> but I hope that's the reason why they refuse to pass this the the truck instead of just like I'm too scared to pass the truck. I hope it was their car. But every time and this in the happened left yesterday, lane. they're in the left lane, go to the so right you lane. can't go around. You're just stuck going whatever speed that that truck is going, but you're actually going slower because the car in front of you refuses to pass them and they're not leaving space for anybody to pass or That's go around. That's so frustrating. Oh, and this happened at pickup time for my kids yesterday. So I was going to pick up my kids. I was stuck behind this pizza delivery car and the speed limit is 50 on this two lane highway. Okay. Guess how fast I was going. Take 50? a guess. 50? Oh, no. 40. 40. Oh, no. 30. 35. <gasps> no. You cannot go that low on the speed limit. At the fastest. That's annoying. Then he would slow down even more. Like the closer. I, he could have been mad because the closer I got to him, the slower he would go to. I hate those people. And Pull I'm just like, for I'm crying like out loud. dude, no. get behind that truck if you yes, refuse to pass saying. him so right that lane. I can get around him. Yeah, there's people who need to go the actual speed limit, people. Oh, it was so infuriating. If that happens to you, I want to hear about it so we can all complain together. <laughs> Email us at theominousstitch.gmail.com. No, it was so frustrating. I was like, I hope you're having car issues and you're not just being a jackhole for no reason. That's oh. so frustrating. Yeah. I get, I have driving problems all at the time. pickup time for my kids. Yeah, you're trying so, to get your kids. Yeah. That's so mean. Uh. Stupid. Whoever you are, I hope karma gets you back. <laughs> that's what I would think. I'm like, that's the only thing I hope is like karma. Yeah. Karma. It was so frustrating. I'm so sorry. You just like slow down even more. And there was no way anybody could go around them. And I'm like. I'd be so mad. I'd be so that was that was like the last, you know, it was probably only like a mile or two miles, but still that was long enough. That would feel like ages for me. Like, yeah, 
I probably honk my horn at that point. Yeah, I was about to. I was definitely yelling. But <sighs> I'm like, he's not going to do anything except for slow down more. Frustrating. So frustrating. Grr. I'm sorry. That's okay. I deal with that all the time, though. Yeah. Like, just terrible drivers. Yeah. People who go fast, like, they, they think they're going super, super cool and they're fast, but then they get to a red light. And you're like, what per, What? What did you do there? Yeah. We are still together. I always feel like waving at those people like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> or or the other ones like yours where yeah. they just go so slow and they block everybody else yeah you go, go the them. speed limit go at least you know the flow of traffic that's what drives me insane so. yeah yeah anyway i'm like if you're scared to go around somebody then just get behind get them behind and let them. other people pass yeah. them what's wrong with that Ooh. i'm sorry they, that's they're okay. selfish drivers that was fine. my moment of anger yesterday and i'm like i'm going to say this in the podcast <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> Because I know everyone can relate to that. Everyone's had that situation. I've had so many. Uh, But I'm so sorry. That's okay. You got through it. It it was over. It was was over fast. It was a momentary annoyance. And then everything was good. So Um. (laughs) we're back to our Zen moment. Yeah. So what's got you in stitches, Nicole? Okay. So this was funny. I read about this and then watched on TikTok too. Let me know what you think because my husband agrees with this theory this child psychi- uh, psychiatrist child psychiatrist uh-huh. reported that you're gonna you're, if you have kids okay yes they're gonna listen to you when they're little kids but then once you hit 13 once they hurt 13 years old uh-huh there's an actual brain trigger almost like it's it's a chemical thing since, since back to the cavemen <gasps> that um they stop listening to you no because i have an almost 13 year old no because and it's not just because they're being bratty but because it's ingrained in them because a long time ago that kind of triggered that if you to not listen to you because of purposes of inbreeding oh yeah exactly exactly no i know i know that's (laughs) what i'm saying so they there's something in brain that you had to you had to like increase the population right back then not anymore obviously but you had to increase the population so you didn't want to inbreed because your genetics right you want to have healthy kids so at 13 that's kind of when the you know your hormones and things start to change right you become and they make you want to seek elsewhere outside of the family so you're so that he's saying, though, what they'll do is usually go to your best friend's parents and listen to them. Ew. And they become your, the, no, not Surrogate you, parents. but they become your guidance. Yeah. And I was telling that to my husband. He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? He's like, that hit home because, I mean, he loves his parents. But mm-hmm. at that age, too, he started listening to his best friend's dad and kind of went to him for more. Like, they were like, oh, he's the, the big guru, the advice. And he, they go to him. And I was like, that's interesting. And I was thinking oh. about my upbringing. And I was like, my parents were awesome. But they, yeah, they, I kind of did the same thing where I didn't, t- like, I didn't seek from them. Like, I had a lot of different best friends at that mm-hmm. time. So, I, you know, it was kind of fun. I'd, like, look up to other parents, too. So, I didn't, no, I don't have that. I, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of I think it depends on how you I brought do, up to. But. I do now. So, like, I definitely look to my in-laws. I love my in-laws. I love talking yeah, to my mother-in-law. I, my I talk too. to her all the time. I talk to them more than I talk to my parents. They also live a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see them. You see them all the time. All the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, okay, I see that. But that didn't happen to me when I was in. When you were growing up. No, when I was a teenager. No. no, I didn't like my friend's parents i just i didn't i didn't like other adults i would like (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I think because this is gonna like go into a dark place, but okay. I was you know physically mature at a young age, right. and so I got a lot of older men would hit on me and so it was Aww. a big turn off sure so I never wanted to see older people and look up to them sure if that makes sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense so yeah but see everybody's different it's just kind yeah. of a, a umbrella catch-all that's what they were saying so yeah. they're saying basically though you know, if you have kids, make sure they're best friends. You like, you like their, parents. their parents and they have good values. Yeah. Woo! Exactly. Okay. And I thought that was, but that is really good. Interesting because you can really like your kid, the kid. You can really like that yeah. best friend, but you might hate their parents. Right. Right. Or vice Ooh. versa. Right. Okay. Like you can't hang out with them anymore. I don't like their parents. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So uh, if you're listening to this and you agree or disagree, let me know. Cause I think this, I just thought it was fascinating I mean, I love my parents and I would, you know, I would definitely, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who need to please everybody. So of course <laughs> I try to listen to my parents a lot. So I would be the good kid, you know, but I had, I had some good friends growing up that had really good parents that I would mm-hmm. like, I'd like, oh, they're really cool. And then suddenly, you know, but you mm-hmm. know, I could see that now growing up. So interesting. It's like kind of in, in, ingrained in us. So. Okay. Well, I don't like the psychology <laughs> behind it and the implications of like, don't want to inbreed. Ew. Yeah. No. I know. But, I know. Okay. That's a very weird, but that's just so basic caveman, like, yeah, way yeah. long ago. But so that's but our, brain, our, our bodies have evolved for that in our genetics and things. So huh, there you go. Very interesting little piece of psychology for yeah, you guys. I love that. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Tell us if you think the same. So, yeah. And that's my stitch. So I'm excited for today's episode. Dude. It's, this hits home. <laughs> uh, this thing, because, and I'll, I'll say it again, I'm sure, but, you know, we've been through a lot of hospitals and a lot of medical facilities. Yeah, and you have. And it's just kind of like, oh, I got to do this theme. And it's been everywhere, I'm sure. You've, if you're a big paranormal person, yeah. sure you're going to hear a lot of the, the places that a I A lot on. of crazy energies happen yes. in these hospitals. So, of course, they have all kinds of oh, crazy so hauntings so much. So much energy. So, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. It's like... Those are the scariest places for me to mm-hmm. think about. Like, no one wants to be yeah. in a hospital. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be there. No. So, of course, this is insane. Like, yeah. 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 I'm excited. So, well, then, yeah. that being said, should we get into... Oh, no, we got to do stitches. Yeah, I was, like, ready stitches. to go to story time. No, I, I want to do stitches because I'm really excited about the oh, stitch see, that I did. It has nothing to do with hospitals, okay. but I think it's cool. So, okay. I want to do the stitch. Well, let's get into it. Okay, let's get stitching. Okay, Stitchers. So for this week's Stitch, this is doesn't really have much to do with the theme, but we are moving into summer. And so I was thinking like, I want to do something that's like beachy and kind of like summery, like a pool cover up because we're getting into pool season. And this isn't necessarily a, a pool cover up, but I think it would make such a cool stitch yeah. if you wanted to turn it into like some kind of tunic or whatever. So I just need to find a pattern that I can do this with. But this is called it's pretty. Though. It doesn't really have a name. That's oh. another thing is that I found this. I found this pattern on crazyhands.net. <laughs> 
I love it. So I was trying to find like crazy themes because I know mentally we're going to crazy. like mentally, right? Yep. And so I found crazyhands.net, which is she does like crochet in different arts and things like or Fun. yarn arts. And so I found her crochet wave stitch pattern and we will link this on the web on our website oh, so you guys can see. So it's a wave see. stitch that she calls it. Now. It's a wave stitch. And she said, she's like, I've looked, tried to look for what the real name of this pattern is and she hasn't been able to find oh, it yet. So if you guys know what the real name of this pattern is, okay. you can let us know and we can let her know. But www.crazyhands.net and this is called the crochet wave stitch pattern. It is a really easy pattern to learn and it's kind of mindless and you can just do it there are two rows to to learn how to do that's it yeah just Yay. two rows it's a two row repeat that. and it's super simple okay so it's in multiples of eight plus two so you're going to chain multiples of eight okay right plus, plus two two for the turning yeah for your turn and then you're going to for row number one you're going to half double crochet in the third chain from the hook okay so the first chain the the first chain and the second chain are going to kind of act as like a single crochet that's what it's going to kind of an amount to in this pattern so half double crochet in the third chain from the hook and then you're going to double crochet in the next chain a triple crochet Ooh. in the next chain a double triple crochet Whoa. right so that's three yarn double overs. triple yeah it's three yarn overs so Half double crochet is a yarn over, but right. you pull through all pull three. All mm -hmm. Then a double is two. pull through two, pull through two. Yep. Triple yarn over twice, pull through two, pull through two, pull through two. Oh my gosh. Double treble or double triple is yarn over three times, pull through two, pull through two, pull through two, pull through two. So there's four, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Holy then cow. you go back down. Then it's a double. Oh, it goes up and then the, down. Yeah. Then after the double triple, it's a triple crochet, double crochet, half uh, double crochet, nice. single okay. crochet. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's the way. It goes around. So you're going from a single yeah, like a hill. to a double triple and then back down to the single. Got it. And so you're making these little mounds. Waves. I love right? it. They're waves. Yay. Yeah. So you make the waves, you go all the way to the end, you should end in a single crochet. Okay. Then you're going to chain eight to turn. Chain eight? Chain eight to turn. And then you're going to single crochet in the top in the top of the double triples. Whoa. So single crochet in the first double triple, chain seven, single crochet in the next double triple, chain seven, single crochet all the way to the end. And then when you're in the last one, you're going to do you're going to chain three and then you're going to do a double triple crochet into I know she I'm <laughs> looking at her face she's like huh how does this make <laughs> I got sense my confused pants on. you're going to double triple crochet which is yarn over three times yeah into that turning chain from the row below oh my gosh and then you're going to it's going to link back up to those three chains so it's going to equal that same arch but it's going to be like you're starting in the middle of that chain got it and it makes sense because you'll see that that makes on the, the, the edge it I makes see the it edge yeah yeah you'll see it on here so I it makes it. the edge cool and and then so those are basically the two rows that you do wow so for row three this is kind of where the row repeat starts you're going to do a half double crochet a double crochet and a triple crochet into that chain space mm -hmm. then into that single crochet that's above that double triple crochet you're going to do your double triple right so the double triples are all going to line up on top of each other does that make sense yep 
And then after you do that double triple into the next chain seven space, you're going to do a triple crochet, double crochet, half double crochet, single crochet. And then you're going to start your next wave in that same chain space. So it's going to be a half double, double, triple, and then you're going to do a double triple into that um, single crochet from the row below, which is right above the double triple from the row below. Does that make sense? Yep. And then that's pretty much it. You just do that all the way down and that's the second row that you're going to repeat. And then you're going to do the chain row and then you'll do the wave row, chain row, wave row. Back chain and forth. row, wave row. Yeah. It. It's a really easy pattern to do and it's really fun with all the yarn overs and, and there's a lot. It goes, I mean, it's the way that it's texturized. It's really cool. Yeah. So I think it's going to be like a really fun breezy because, you know, you have these big holes mm -hmm. in it. So it's a really nice breezy beachy kind of a thing. So, so if it's you like you want a little cover up, but yeah. just just a little. Uh, you can nice. make it like a big kind of beach sarong kind of shawl and cute. maybe do some tassels on it or something. Oh, look cute. at you. Tassels. I know. I want to <laughs> make all these things and I'm like, I have no idea <laughs> how to make the pattern for these things. But I think it would be really cool putting to it together that. in your head. Yeah. You're smart. You're, you're pretty creative with that. So I think you could do something cool. Yeah. Maybe I can figure it out. We'll see. You can do it. Summer. If you guys have a pattern using this, let me let me know. Send it my way because I would love to see how you come up with how to do just like a basic, just a tunic kind of a cover up, a beach exactly. cover up, or even just like a sarong to tie around your waist for the beach. That would be really cute. That's cute. And yeah. you crocheted it. Yeah. And you made it yourself. How cool is that? That's cool. Would yeah. you use, I mean, the yarn type though? You I would use cotton. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. You'd have to use a cotton yarn. This is acrylic that I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm doing right now. <laughs> That's, That's why I have at. like a small sample of it, but yeah. That's okay. It looks really cool. Yarn. Yeah. Awesome. So that's my stitch. Yay! Is it story time? It's story time! Yay! I'm going to do a two-part series to this. <gasps> yeah. Cool. Maybe three. Ooh. So the first one, I'm just hitting up a few uh, haunted hospitals, asylums. Ooh. Uh, in the United States. Welcome to the Hotel Cow. <laughs> then I think my next one, we're going to do actual stories from nurses and doctors Ooh. about hauntings. I love that. Yes. I love like hearing people's like stories. And, exactly. Yeah, what happened to them. And then I'm going to do an international hospital. Yeah. So this is going to be my three-part series. I, I love it. I love it. All right. So first one is the Lindy Boggs Medical Center. Ooh. That looks creepy. Does not it's look tagged. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is not running anymore. Okay. So in the 1920s, Mercy Hospital was founded in New Orleans, Louisiana. Then in 1990, the name was changed to the Mercy Baptist Medical Center when it merged with the Southern Baptist Hospital. Then when the hospital was acquired by Tenet Healthcare, they renamed it the Lindy Boggs Medical Center as an homage to the first woman in Louisiana to be elected to the House of Representatives. Oh, that's nice. There you go. Lindy I don't Bucks. know if I'd want like a mental institution named <laughs> well, after no, no. me, but <laughs> this is just, just a regular hospital. hospital. Medical okay. center. No, okay. Got not it, an got asylum. It, yeah. Just a medical center. I'm stuck in the asylum. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get to a lot of those though. The medical center was an acute care center that had 187 beds and was relatively state of the art with high level operations like organ transplants. Ah. 
then tragedy hit in 2005, right, when Hurricane Katrina whipped through the Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Besides the hospital being at capacity, families of the patients and employees took shelter in the hospital. During the hurricane, things were operational and okay. But then the levee broke and flooded the streets of New Orleans. The floods also caused the hospital's generators to overwork themselves, which then caused the entire building to lose power. The water pressure dropped and communication with the outside world was severed. Oh, no. It was chaos. Without power, surgeries could not be performed. Machines keeping patients alive were also failing. Oh, yeah. Nurses had to hand operate the ventilators taking turns (gasps) in 30-minute shifts. Oh, my gosh. After the first night with no power, about 19 people died. Oh, that's so sad. It turned even more chaotic when they started to realize food supplies were running low. Waste and garbage started to pile up and there was no more blood for transfusions. Oh, my gosh. Medicine was being depleted. And on top of all of this, more and more people were flocking to the hospital for safety. And lack of communication with the outside world equated to no one really knowing what was happening across the city. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this I, was, can't I, imagine. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine being stuck in a hospital with that many people, with nothing working, with no food. Yeah, and everybody is already tense and their yes. energy levels are up because people in the hospital are in the hospital and they're dying yeah they're 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 dying or they're hurt or yeah. there's something like really because you're not in the hospital just for funsies no, you no, know not at all you're you're obviously there's something very medically wrong yes. and you need help These and then poor people oh my gosh it is said that over 500 people were crowding the hospital lobby and with no power <gasps> being in louisiana in the heat the yes. hospital started to reach temperatures over 100 degrees okay so i'm from the south i'm from texas i'm mm-hmm. from houston so close to louisiana we used to go over to new orleans all the time mm-hmm. new orleans y'all mm-hmm. so we used to go there all the time but it, uh it's not it's it's not really about the heat but it it is about the humidity so as soon as like the air is crazy thick Mm -hmm. it is thick and like it's wet and you're (laughs) surrounded by people and 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 if you're just sweaty and sticky so like we're in california we have a dry heat so we're like oh it's hot but you can like get in the shade and it cools off or Mm -hmm. you can get a breeze going it feels good right when you're in humidity, none of that matters. Oh, you're so like, uncomfortable. You get you get sweaty, and yeah. then you stay sweaty because the sweat doesn't cool you off because it doesn't evaporate because there's so, so much water yeah. in the air. Oh my gosh! Can't imagine. I can't imagine. No. So this made the death toll rise. Yeah, yeah. Doctors and staff started to panic, which caused them to wade across floodwaters to hotwire boats that were stored in a parking garage across the street. But it wouldn't help everybody. Yeah. Yeah. After two rough days after the hurricane, evacuations started to finally take place. But how it would be decided who was going to be saved first? <laughs> after much deliberation, the hospital staff and doctors decided to evacuate children and families first. Yeah. And during rescue, some patients didn't even survive being removed from the building. About 45 people died at Lindy Boggs Medical Center. Oh, man. That is, a f- oh, that's got to be crazy haunting from that. So much residual exactly. energy. All that trauma already. Yeah. Just that one experience, yeah. let alone the whole hospital, right? 
Once the evacuation was completed, Lindy Boggs Medical Center was abandoned because it took on way too much damage to resume normal operations. Soon after, vagrants and homeless people used the building for shelter, and graffiti artists, photographers, and urban explorers also would visit the hospital. It was a sore spot in New Orleans, so in 2013, a Catholic nonprofit renovated part of the building to open a small nursing facility, but the entire cleanup effort didn't take effect until 2017. Even after this, the building still stands vacant, and last April, it was announced the building is back up for sale. Oh. So it's still It's empty. still like empty and mm-hmm. dilapidated and mm-hmm. just I mean they've ugh. got cleaned up a little but not not enough. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This chaotic event left Lindy Boggs with such intense energy and an eerie aura. There is leftover medical equipment in the in this abandoned hospital and the walls and dark hallways are spooky enough. But visitors who still decide to trespass end up with some very spooky stories. Not just running into homeless people, but truly bizarre events. Some who have visited the ruined hospital have claimed to see patients dying in their beds. <gasps> Pleading with the living for any kind of help. Oh, no. That breaks my heart. A few have heard coughing and wheezing in empty rooms. Others have sworn to hear the sounds of heart monitors beeping. Oh, wow. Mm. There are reports of seeing the apparitions of doctors and nurses scrambling across the halls. And some have even heard crying and sobbing. And people believe it's residual of those who had just lost their loved ones. Then, screams and disembodied voices have also been reported. Besides hearing and seeing apparitions, some even claim to feel invisible hands placed on their shoulders. (laughs) More ominous is some do hear phantom footsteps following them, but one urban explorer claimed to have been chased out of the hospital by a dark force, which (gasps) they claimed was a demonic presence. Oh, no. I don't like it, Nicole. No, you're like shaking and shivering like right it. now. She's like shaking her hands. Just, no. When it becomes that scary, like, yeah, there's, you know, when it's got the spooky sounds and things, you're like, oh, that's cool. But when you're feeling like you're threatened. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I'm out. Yeah. I don't like that. No, no, no. no. Thank you. No, thank you. Don't want it. <laughs> so that's Lindy Boggs. Wow. And it's, I feel like it's, you know, it culminated just because of the Hurricane Katrina. Katrina, Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it was fine and operational. Yeah, Everything's going everything great. Cool. And then all the, and so there's no, like, backup generators or anything that could all work? All the generators just died because of the flood. Oh, everything just yeah. Got everything. Oh, man. Right? That's so For crazy. We move on to Rolling Hills Asylum. <laughs> Our first asylum. Yeah. In East Bethany, New York, there once was a place called the Genesee County Poor Farm, which was established in 1826 with doors opening in 1827. According to nyghost.com, back then a poor farm or poor house was an institution that was built by the government or charitable organization to provide housing for orphans, to widowed women and their children, to the disabled, to the mentally ill, and even criminals. Oh, wow. Had Just everybody. everybody. <laughs> Come on into Come the poor farm. <laughs> and oh. when doors opened, a local newspaper told everyone that this the following were eligible to stay at this particular poor farm and receive assistance. Habitual drunkards, lunatics, one who by disease, grief, or accident lost the use of reason or from old age, <laughs> sickness or weakness, was so weak of mind as to be incapable of governing or managing their affairs. 
Poppers, a person with no means of income. State poppers, one who is blind, lame, old, or disabled with no income source or vagrant. Oh, my gosh. That was in the newspaper. Oh, my gosh. Come on in, all you vagrants. And and mentally ill and people. Wow. I wonder, like, if you're reading that, you're like, hey, that's me. Let's go. (laughs) I fit that description. (laughs) Oh, man. So these poor houses were later called asylums. And later, Genesee County Poor Farm was named the Rolling Hills Asylum in 2010. It took that long. Oh, to 2010? Yeah. It was called a poor farm until then? Yep. Wow. What's unfortunate is that all residents were called inmates, regardless oh, what? of why they were there. <gasps> yeah. So imagine how the people lived in these poor houses were treated because they were all called inmates. Oh, people. But back in the day, the Genesee County Poor Farm did serve as a self-sustaining farm that spanned over 200 acres with the residents or inmates tending to the land and animals as part of their chores. These structures were common in the U.S. during the 19th and 20th centuries prior to adoption of the Social Security Program in the 1930s. hey (laughs) Thank you, Social Security. Supposedly, there is also a cemetery on the grounds, and it was common for the county to bury residents here who had no family. The exact location is no longer known. But we do know that there were over 1,700 documented deaths on the property. Oh, my gosh. With possibly hundreds more unrecorded. Oh, my gosh. 1,700 bodies buried somewhere on the grounds. And nobody knows where. Nobody knows where. (gasps) I don't like it. No, 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 no. You could be walking on people's graves and you don't know. I don't like it. In 1965, the farm turned into the Genesee County Nursing Home. So it was the farm till then. Okay. But then that facility was closed in 1974. The residents that resided there were relocated to new facilities in Batavia. Batavia. As of 2020, the Rolling Hills Asylum was turned into a for-profit corporation that provides the venue and landscape for historical tours, exhibitions, educational programs, events, and public outreach. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine like your your school field trip? Okay, kids, let's go to the asylum. <laughs> let's, to the asylum. let's check out their museum. Oh my gosh. According to nyghost.com again, the Rolling Hills Asylum is the second most haunted site in the United States. Wow, that's second. a big claim. Let's dive into who possibly haunts the building and exactly where you will experience the most paranormal activity. First, Let's start with a well-known patient named Roy Krauss, born 1890. He was brought to the asylum at age 12. Wow. Around the turn of the century. Roy was the son of a prominent banker in New York, and sadly, his family considered Roy an embarrassment. Roy suffered from extreme gigantism, which left his face deformed, hands and feet oversized, and stood at over seven feet tall at 12 years old. Okay, but like no, back it's then, not, I don't know. Yeah, it's back so then people sad. were terrible. Yeah. It breaks my heart, man. He was really a gentle soul, though. Well, yeah. Who loved opera music? Oh, That's sad. Roy went on to live his whole life there and died on April eleventh, nineteen forty-two, at the age of fifty-two. Wow. Yep. 
On WeirdNJ.com, current owner Sharon Coyle took the crew on a tour of the asylum and talked about Roy's room along with the general building as people have claimed to see a huge hulking shadow lurking around. Roy. But when Sharon moved into Rolling Hills only two months after, she saw a rat in the infirmary, which terrified her, causing her to scream and run away. But the very next day, she discovered the rat dead on the stairs with blood oozing from its mouth indicating its neck had been broken wow and above the rat on the wall was a giant bloody handprint oh <gasps> Roy! oh that image yeah that image made sharon believe the ghost of roy had witnessed her rat encounter the day before saw her in distress and wanted to help her by killing the rat i love roy that poor kid that sweet man sharon has also captured photo evidence of roy in what is called the shadow hallway located in the second floor of the east wing This is where the old men's dormitory was located. Sharon explained to WeirdNJ.com that this is where we see a lot of shadow people. When you look down towards the infirmary section, infirmary section, you start to see shadow people and they look like you and I, solid. They can be light gray, medium gray, dark gray, or pitch black. They can be normal human shaped or anamorphous shapes. They come in and out of doorways, walk across the hall. Sometimes they'll poke an arm or a leg out. Sometimes they crawl on the floor. Nope. Oh, and no, that don't like can that. be creepy. Yeah. 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 When the Weird NJ video team was filming in that particular hallway, they even said they captured strange and inexplicable shadows. But if you check out the evidence page on the Rolling Hills Asylum website, you will see so many photos submitted of orbs, shadow people, etc. <gasps> what? I see it. I see it. I see it. There's a shadow person. There's a it's like clear. It is day, like right? a person. That is crazy. She thinks that was Roy. Hi, Roy. Yeah. Oh, she's just like looking around it's the corner, like, hello. Yeah, hey, what you doing? Yeah. Oh man. Crazy. Next, Sharon mentions what is known as Hattie's room located on the first floor of the East Wing. Here she explained that she had a run left a running tape recorder, and when she listened back, she could hear the distinct voice of an elderly woman stating Hello. (laughs) She believed it was the voice of an actual former patient, Hattie, who was blind and had to call out hello to get any nurse's attention. When Sharon played the EVP for a former employee of the asylum, she was amazed because it sounded exactly like Hattie, whom she served when she was alive. Wow. Hattie's still there. Hattie's still there. Or maybe it's a residual. A residual of Hattie going, hello. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure she did it a gajillion so times. So many yeah. times. <gasps> wow. Good stuff, Nicole. I know. Then there is the ever creepy morgue. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. In every morgue, you have large walk-in refrigerators. And in this asylum, there are two with heavy latching doors. And you know what goes into a morgue walk-in fridge? human corpses (laughs) sharon states the morgue is heavy with paranormal activity with spooky ghostly voices and objects being moved around by unseen forces and some have even claimed to being shoved and knocked off their feet in this area dude nope see you don't don't even want to go to the morgue no i would invite roy to come to the morgue with me and be like roy (laughs) just look Look out out. for me protect me please like i don't want anything shoving me yeah creepy 
Now, not sure if supernatural activity has been recorded in this area, but due to the use of the area, it definitely has a very heavy negative energy. The basement held the psych and solitary confinement area, and sadly, they used these huge iron brackets to shackle unruly inmates. So they were like no. just huge iron bars. I saw a picture. Oh, uh, no. And don't forget, inmates does not always equate to criminal right. asylum. Yeah, yeah. So these could be patients that had medical issues that were not understood at the time, such as Alzheimer's, epilepsy, Tourette syndrome, Asperger syndrome, and even unruly wives. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Ugh. If a husband couldn't control his wife, he he would lock her up. And then they were sent here. I hate that so much on so many levels. I feel like I'm mad. I'm so <laughs> mad. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that was I, I, I couldn't imagine. I can't living back then. Mm. No. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. It was so mixed up back then. Ugh. So messed up. Lastly, it was commonly known that one particular nurse, Nurse Emmy, was not a very, very well liked employee. In fact, she was playing cruel. She worked in the infirmary, and both inmates and staff feared her. Oh no! The rumor, emphasis on rumor, because who knows, was that Nurse Emmy practiced satanic rituals and black magic on the residents. Dude, visitors to this day say they hear a cackle-like laugh in the infirmary. Dude, Emmy, you can if you want. So I have a link. I'll put it on our website, but you can actually go and listen to the EVPs <gasps> of her cackling no, of just the, the oh oh of oh all the EVPs oh oh that they've captured. Oh, cool! And look at all the pictures. There's so <gasps> many pictures. See that? You guys, this is crazy. There's a woman. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, there's so much photo evidence. Look at that. There's so much. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, my face? gosh. I don't like that face. <laughs> I don't like it. Looks I don't like, like a clown, it. That's oh, why. no. It's an old oh, woman, no. I think. I know. I, oh, they oh say it's it her. Oh, that sucks. She's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You guys, there's, there's so, so many EVPs. This website is awesome, Nicole. Yeah. They, yeah, they did great. So, like I said, it's a for-profit corporation. That's what they say. This right. Month. But she bought it. Uh, Carol, she owns it. But she does all this ghost hunting there. It's pretty cool. So, that's awesome. Check it out. Rolling Hills Asylum. In New Genesis. York. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If you've been there, I want to hear about it. I want to know your experience. My friend lives up there. I'm going to come visit you. Yeah. So, go to the Rolling Hills East Bethany. Go, go, go. I don't know where that is, though. That could be far. It's it's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hashtag We're going to- geography. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to another asylum. Uh-oh. Okay. The next haunted asylum I'm going to discuss is the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, or otherwise known as a Weston State Hospital in Weston, West Virginia. Side note, I tried to look up a lot about this, and there's a YouTube video, but I don't know who these kids are. They're kids. Uh huh. They have over nine million like subscribers. What are their names? I forgot. I don't know. Oh, okay, two boys. Yes. Okay. And they're goat like they're they're ghost hunters or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But they look like teenagers. I'm like, yeah. 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 What is that? Yeah. Um. Oh shoot. What are their names? I know their names. You probably know them. Yeah. I don't um, because I'm like I don't follow. Them. One has like black hair and one the other one has blonde hair. hair. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're brothers. Mm-hmm. I think they're twins. They must make so much money. They have. so so How? many. How? I was I was baffled. Followers. Sh- they go everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. What are their names? Like Cole or Cody. Yeah. Yeah. These dudes, man, they they go everywhere and they get really interesting. Yeah. I don't think a lot of their stuff is real. I, yeah, who knows? But um, but they've been here. Their videos are entertaining. Like I've watched a lot of them. I, like, I, I watched for like <laughs> I watched for ten seconds. I was like, no, I can't do this. I'm yeah, too their old. energies are too like <laughs> I'm crazy. Too old. But one of them has the theory that um, a lot of asylums are portals and they're all linked to each other. So oh, interesting. Because of the type of energy and the sure. vibration that are in these places. Hmm. So his theory is that like, cause he's been to, I've watched enough of these <laughs> to know. You. you follow him too. Right. So his no. theory is that like, he'll go into some of these places and he'll feel entities that were in other asylums and they have portals. They can link to, Mm-hmm. the same type of energy or the same type of frequency. Right. And so it's like always like an evil one though. There's always an evil one that follows him everywhere. That's spooky. Yeah. I don't want that. Nope. Gotta save yourself. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this building was constructed from 1858 to 1881 and Kirk Bride was used in consul- consultation for the architecture. Note that many of these old asylums used the Kirk Bride plan, which were designs of mental asylums created and advocated by American psychiatrist Thomas Story Kirkbride. Fun fact, he's supposedly yeah. known to be mentally ill himself. Oh, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I read that and what was this like? Holy crap, he was a psychiatrist and mentally ill himself. That makes sense for people doing lobotomies all the time, right? Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, so. he's he's crazy, so he's like, "Oh, I know how to fix I know your how crazy to fix brain." Crazies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. he, he this was used in the mid-19th century. So the structural features of these specific hospitals designed by Kirkbride were contingent on his theories regarding the healing of the mentally ill, in which environment and exposure to natural light and air circulation were crucial. So it wasn't, he wasn't the lobotomy guy, but he right. was thinking that if they had space to move and get fresh air, which was complete opposite sense of overcrowding, but right. um, they would be able to be a little bit more helped and healed. Yeah. Yeah. So all you need is fresh air and space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Is yeah. My mental- and then, and then of course the opposite yeah. happened in all of these places. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> Uh, so most of these p- designs had in common the batwing style floor plan, housing numerous wings that sprawled outward from the center. Okay. But, yeah. That makes sense. They can make use of more of that outside exactly. exposure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There are roughly 30 original Kirkbride buildings that have been registered with the National Register of Historic Places in the U.S. Now, if you recall, I spoke of one in a past episode of Haunted Colleges and Universities. Do you remember this one? Uh-huh. In Athens, there was once the Athens Lunatic Asylum where they found that missing patient with her impression stuck in the ground. Do you remember her? Uh-huh. And now that's Ohio University. Oh. So that asylum was a Kirkbride design. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. The asylum sits on a whopping 26.5 acres. It was designed to house 200 50 patients but because everyone under the sun could be admitted to an asylum for example sure. like i said asthma laziness egotism domestic troubles yes can't just control like your woman yep if wives were insubordinate yeah they were thrown here uh indigestion political excitement oh. rabies and even greediness <laughs> Those I love that those three things are together. Political. Political excitement. Excitement. Rabies. Rabies. <laughs> and greediness. Anybody with all that can just go into this building. Great. Oh, dear Fun. Lord. But So, again, 250 patients it was designed to hold. 
717 patients were in there by 1880. Of course. In 1913, it is when the name changed over to the Weston State Hospital. Then there were roughly 1,661 patients in 1938. Holy crap. Yeah. Way more. I'm not going to do math here, but that's six times. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's what it says. Hashtag because math. Yeah. Six times. Six times. The, the, the asylum was six times over its capacity. Food supplies were running low and hallways were being used to house patients. Well, yeah, because there's nowhere to put people nope. at that point. In 1949, there were over 1,800 patients. Dude. Then yeah. at its peak in the 1950s, there were 2,600 patients. That is over 10 times because look at that math. I can do you math. You did it. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Like, why? Where I mean, are you I know it's people? an insane asylum, oh, but like, that's they, insane. This is you can't overcrowding, that. like, into the point of like, how? How? How could you do that? How can people think that it's okay to do that to people? It's not. 1950s. But like, they're. Yeah. Uh, they're I don't understand how people can treat people like that. Everyone has basic needs that everyone that everyone like should have those needs met and they're not meeting them, obviously. If you're cramming that many people in. Nope. Yeah. A lot of just cruel and upsetting. It is. Oh, a lot of these patients were forced to sleep on the floor in freezing rooms with no furniture or heat. Yeah. Windows were coated in mold. The wallpaper was peeling from the walls. Yeah. Just pure chaos yeah oh and at this time the hospital began experimenting on patients because of, of the overcrowding they're like oh maybe if we experiment they die and we're okay we have extra people yeah mm. so from the website u.s ghost adventures the hospital performed over four thousand lobotomies which left healthy patients with irreparable brain damage uh, and hemorrhages oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was like oh man <laughs> that's so the movie that we watched so i understand why we watched the movie we watched there you go i think they got a lot of their influence from this yeah from just in general these asylums were doing it across the country so upsetting why do people do that i don't know the hospital used the ice pick method which involved (gasps) slipping a thin pointed rod into the patient's eye socket and then a hammer was used to sever the connective tissue in the frontal lobe of the brain which resulted in more than a few deaths yeah you think so you shove an ice pick into somebody's eye and then hammer it yep just like the movie i'm sorry this is going to be a loud episode i know i'm like (laughs) peaking so everything but th- it's just so upsetting they and it's thought it was okay they thought it, that's what gets me so much they all and these are medical doctors okay. and they're like oh it's okay this yeah. is how we fix people yeah. by I can, I putting ice picks in their Let's brain experiment on people yeah. oh no lobotomies regularly left patients without a personality or affect as their neural connections were severed some of these therapies truly altered patient lives in a terrible way Chlorpromazine, also known as Thorazine, was a medicine intended to treat psychotic disorders, but it was often prescribed to only keep patients in a catatonic state. Insulin shock therapy, which sent patients into comas, as well as electroconvulsive therapy, also known as shock treatment, was also employed by the staff at the asylum. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
No. How torture? It's just it's a torture. It's chamber. just torture. Yeah. There's nothing in the name of medicine. Like none of that is in the name of medicine. No. No. It's no. Not. That's not. That's helping just fun people. to. That, this is for psychotic people to to hurt other people. Okay. Quick side note: Have you did you watch the the Queen Charlotte Bridgerton? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you out there, you you get where I'm going with this. So, you know, she married the mad king george oh, right she's right, married right, to right. king george and so they show like a little bit well i mean obviously it's bridgerton it's not historical fact right but there's definitely his quote-unquote doctor implemented torture to try to make his brain right and so that was like upsetting and sad but I just wanted to lighten up the mood no. a little bit with some Bridgerton, but like, man, it's, it's heavy. Ugh. It's so heavy. Because the patient suffered from lack of proper care, access to sanitation, and experimental treatments, it is thought that roughly 400 to 500 patients died within the walls of Weston State Hospital. Oh, it just keeps getting more morbid. Right? In the 1980s, oh. patients who could not be controlled were often locked in cages. Oh, my gosh. In 1986, the governor announced that they had plans to build a new psychiatric facility somewhere in the state and that the Western State Hospital was to be turned into a prison. Uh, but in well, May, I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. into a prison? <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear but Lord. But in May 1994, the state decided to shut down the asylum completely. There was a graveyard added on the grounds that year, though. <laughs> They're like, let's shut it down, but we got added in some material. Uh, in 1999, all four floors of the interior of the building were damaged by several city and county police officers playing paintball what? and three of whom were dismissed from their jobs over the in dear lord people I, i'm just i'm speechless i know it's like <laughs> oh let's <sighs> let's play let's let's damage this whole building i guess you can, in their eyes it was like closed down it was still. it was a closed down abandoned building yeah. it has lots of rooms lots of places to hide and they're like oh it's a good it's a good place to play paintball Oh, no. Have some respect for the people that suffered and died in that place. That is no. so sad. Currently, the main building has a few rooms that serve as a museum located on the first floor, and there are ghost tours and hunts set up in and around the building. The inside ghost tour is raising money currently for ongoing restoration. Okay, well, that's... So, that's there's a little upswing to that. There you go. Yeah. But as you can guess, the living patients suffered so much so, and also some suffered to the point of death. U.S. Ghost Adventures dives into the most haunted places in the asylum. Oh, yeah. Okay. We go to the back room. <laughs> That's already a terrible name. Let's go to the back room. The back room. <laughs> Don't ever go to the back well, room. Well, in a room toward the back end of the building of one wing, a patient was murdered uh, by two others. Uh. They attempted to hang him, but when that failed, they placed his head under a bed frame and jumped on it until <gasps> the bed frame touched the floor. Oh, oh. I, I, I couldn't get that, that, oh. that image out of my head when I was doing my research. I was like, this is insane. Oh. Uh, other patients were also murdered in cold blood by their peers as overcrowding, mental illness, and poor care became a lethal combination for aggression. Yeah. This room is known for its cold spots and quiet cries, which is said to be Dean, the man who was murdered in his room. Poor Dean. I'm sorry, Dean. Sorry, Dean. Isolation cells. 
Asylum staff were empowered to send their patients into isolation if they were deemed, quote-unquote, uncontrollable. This, of course, was up to the discretion of staff that was already irritated and overworked. Isolation was so terrible that patients would do just about anything to get out of it. One story in particular is especially surprising. A former boxer who suffered from head injuries during his career that left him violent and emotionless attempted to beat down the metal door that isolated him. He ended up ripping the door off of its hinges, leaving visible dents in the steel. Wow. When he finally got the door off, he handed it to one of the nurses and calmly returned to his room. Oh, my goodness. The rooms used most for isolation tend to have violent energies attached to them, with visitors reporting being pushed or scratched, as well as disembodied voices saying, get me out of here. I, yeah, I understand I would that. not want to be in that I room. don't, know. Yeah. no. Oh, man. <laughs> Other hauntings. During the asylum's operation, pregnant women that were admitted would often give birth at the hospital oh. and their baby would live with them throughout their stay. Oh. <laughs> One child spirit that is known to make an appearance is called Lily. Lily. She is known for her laughter and has an interest in playing games with staff and visitors who pay her attention. Oh, Lily. Poor Lily. Because mm. obviously she didn't make it past being a child right because there's nothing about it after that see right well i mean i'm surprised she even made it to childhood because of the conditions right for the babies bad yeah oh then the other paranormal activity that has been reported are seeing dark shadows objects moving on their own disembodied voices and cries bangs on the walls and breaking glass Marissa Cascino wrote an article for the Washington, Washingtonian about her overnight stay at the asylum. She mentioned that there were also a couple known ghosts, such as a man named Jesse, who died of a heart attack in a bathtub, and Civil War soldiers, because I forgot to mention that 1861 construction was interrupted by the Civil War. Oh, wow. That's why it took so long to, <gasps> yeah. to build it. Yeah. Ooh. But Kashino was in a room haunted by a spirit named Jim James. And when asking Jim to turn on a maglite flashlight they set up on the floor, it indeed turned on. Oh, on Jim. Then when Kashino offered Jim a cigarette to turn the light back off, it went dark. Because the guide mentioned that some of the spirits liked cigarettes so much that they gave each ghost hunter some offerings. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. So she's like, I'll give you a cigarette. If you turn a light off, I'll give you a cigarette. And, and it did. Okay. Oh, sure. what? But this oh. was the only room the flashlight experiment worked for her. So oh, there you go. Interesting. There's the asylum. Trans-Allegheny Asylum. Oh. West Virginia. So tragic. They're so, so sad. So sad. These I, people, man. Like, ugh. We're treated as people anymore. They're no. just treated as things. Yeah. It's it's so upsetting. Mm-hmm. I'm like human beings are human beings and everyone like needs to be treated. I believe in the golden rule, obviously. Right? You know, love your neighbors yourself. Treat others as you want to be treated. Exactly. Like we're people. We all have souls in our bodies, you know. We all mm-hmm. like just I don't understand how people can separate that. No, how, because they're not people when they to the point when they start torturing others, oh. I think, you know, they just kind of that human, that human essence just is like gone. Yeah. They're demons. 
no, I don't want to go back to frailty. <laughs> don't stop it with that. It's a full circle. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Waverly Hills Sanatorium. So I'm sure if you're a fan of the paranormal or have watched any sort of ghost hunting show, you know about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Everybody in goes there. Yeah. Everybody, everybody goes there. Everybody. Yeah. If not, here's all you need to know about this one because it is called one of the most haunted locations on Earth. Yep. Planet Earth. Before it was a sanatorium, the building that stood on the land was a one-room schoolhouse called Waverly School after a fondness of Walter Scott's Waverly novels by the school teacher. Major Thomas, huh. yeah, Major Thomas Hayes liked that name so much he called the property he owned there Waverly Hill. And it had an E at the end, but uh -huh. they changed it later. But the Board of Tuberculosis Hospital purchased the land since it was a good location to quarantine TB patients and often the sanit oh, and opened the sanatorium, sorry, calling it Waverly Hills. The sanatorium was a self-sufficient community with its own zip code, post office, and farmland. Also, doctors and other employees were unable to leave the grounds. <laughs> you are stuck. <laughs> not good. Stuck. The oh. sanatorium opened its doors to tuberculosis patients in 1912, and roughly 40 patients were being treated. Then in 1914, a children's pavilion was added for another 50 beds, and there were supposedly 130 patients at that point. And not all the children had tuberculosis, just generally sick children. Oh. So they were surrounded by other TB patients. Yeah, so. that's uh, <laughs> They may not have had it when they went well, there. Yeah. but <laughs> Exactly. But more and more buildings were added to the sanatorium of the over the years, and in 1924, they could house over 400 patients. But thanks to streptomycin being introduced in 1943, the number of tuberculosis cases started to diminish and there was no need for such a large hospital. The remaining patients were sent to Hazelwood Sanatorium in Louisville and Waverly Hills closed in June of 1961. But then in 1962, it was reopened to the Woodhaven Geriatric Center, a nursing home primarily treating aging patients with various stage stages of dementia, and mobility limits, as well as the severely mentally handicapped. Because the hospital soon became understaffed and overcrowded, that's a theme, mm -hmm. there were so many reports of patient neglect, so the state of Kentucky closed it down in 1982. That's a good year. After this, <laughs> there were discussions to remodel the sanatorium into a prison, but nope. Then it was supposed to be the site of the world's Tallest statue of Jesus. Did you know what? that? <laughs> Tallest statue. Because they wanted to be like real. And they were like, I no, we're going to make it. it even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny. But funding fell through. So nope. No. Yeah. Finally, in 2001, Tina and Charlie Mattingly purchased Waverly Hills for $230,000 to restore it and eventually turned it into a local tourist site. Currently, it is used mostly for ghost tours and as a haunted house attraction every Halloween. Yep. Before we get into the paranormal activity, note that there is a tunnel or chute built on the first floor that was used to transport dead bodies out of sight of patients. And doctors and workers believed it would also help to lower TB's spreading rate. The tunnel was known as the body chute or death tunnel. Mm -hmm. It is estimated that roughly 6,000 people died in the walls of the Waverly Hills Sanatorium and many souls never moved on. Six thousand people six thousand dude for example timmy as mentioned there was a children's pavilion and one particular young spirit lingers 
and his name is Timmy. Timmy likes Timmy. to play. Timmy. <laughs> He's not in a wheelchair. Okay. Timmy likes to play with visitors in the building, particularly playing catch. It is said if you roll a ball down a long hallway, sometimes Timmy will roll the ball back to you. And there's a photo. They have so many photos online of all the spirits. Can you see them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a story about Timmy. Okay. So my favorite explorers, Rain and Cheyenne, Rain, Ryan and Shane, <laughs> Rain and Cheyenne. Oh my gosh. Ryan and Shane, they went to Waverly and uh, they threw a ball for Timmy and the ball stopped, but then it kept going. <gasps> and where it stopped was right underneath uh, Ryan. Like somebody tagged Ryan, like they just wrote Ryan and it stopped right at that, right under his name. I think it was at Waverly. I'm pretty sure. That's spooky. Isn't that crazy? It freaked him out so bad. That it was so fun. me too. Oh my gosh. Well, Timmy. <laughs> Yeah, keep on, keep it on. Then if you are on the grounds outside, some say you will spot a phantom hearse in the back of the building dropping off coffins. Ooh. Another popular specter is a man in a white coat who can be seen walking towards the kitchen and the smell of cooking food may waft through the room. Oh. That's fun, yeah. There are the normal supernatural phenomenon that take place in the decrepit hospital, from slamming doors to lights in the windows as if power is still running through the building, to strange sounds and eerie footsteps in the empty rooms. There is plenty. However, the most infamous area with the most paranormal activity is located on the fifth floor. Here, the floor of the old hospital consists of two nurses stations a pantry a linen room and two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the two nurses stations and here we come to room 502 502 is home to stories of shapes being seen moving in the windows hearing disembodied voices and supposedly suicide by jumping out oh, of no. the window but the well-known legend surrounds a nurse that was found dead in room 502 in 1928. She was supposedly found hanging from a light fixture where she had committed suicide. She was only 29 years old, but she was also pregnant. Yeah. But unmarried and very depressed. No one knows how long she had been hanging in the room before her body was discovered. That is so sad. This poor nurse. Next, there are no records of this, but the legend goes that in 1932, another nurse that worked in room 502 jumped from the roof patio and plunged several stories to her death. Oh, my gosh. No one knows exactly why she did this, but there was speculation that someone may have pushed her. <gasps> no. Who knows? Now, there are like I said, there's photos floating around with some really spooky images, like the one I showed uh, Angela of Timmy. Yeah. There's one photo that was captured that looks eerily like uh, similar to a former patient named Mary Lee. That is like a, per it's a person. It's her. It, it's her, but like it's a person. It's an actual person just standing in the doorway, right? Yeah. It's a full body apparition. It's a full bodied, you can see her their face, face. you can features. see features, you can see everything. It's not a shadow. It's like a it person. just like her. Is standing there. <gasps> wow. That's Spooky. crazy. Volunteers who have worked on restoring the sanatorium would share their experiences with the paranormal from hearing ghostly sounds, hearing slamming doors when no one was near them, having objects thrown at them, seeing apparitions in doorways and, and corridors, to even being struck by unseen hands. Nope. I don't want to be touched. And that's Waverly Hills. <sighs> I, I'm sure there's so much more, but I, I, it's just, there's, I couldn't find a, like, every detail. Yeah. But I know there's just, everybody's visited it. Yeah, and there's six 
thousand deaths. So I mean, six thousand. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, so many souls. So many. It's yeah. crazy. I got one last one today. Okay. And I, there's just so many. There's so many. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just gonna pick and choose a few. Right. We'll yeah. get you in, and then you know maybe we'll do another one. But um, I like I said, I'll also do an international. I I was so shocked to see the international hospital stories. It's I, spooky. I know. I'm sure. Spooky. I'm sure. But uh, I'm going to Royal Hope Hospital. It is one of the oldest hospitals in Florida in St. Augustine. Formerly known as Our Lady of Guadalupe, the hospital served as a Spanish military hospital from 1784 to 1821, where the hospital serviced so many soldiers and witnessed many deaths from the wars, including the Seminole Wars. The original structure was demolished, but soon a replica of the original hospital was built over the old one. But this is a fun story. One day when city workers were about to repair the water lines, they penetrated the area of the old building. They found the hospital was originally built on what appeared to be an ancient Native American burial ground. Oh, no. That is not good. Not good at all, everybody. (laughs) Countless human bones were uncovered the more Holy and more the construction jolly. workers shifted through sifted through the site no just no i how the <laughs> you can't no, pay me enough to keep building there that's right? crazy yeah. Why would you keep doing it? but they still did oh uh, no. they concluded that the original hospital was built atop a temecuan burial site and because of this plus the old and new hospitals filled with emotional and physical trauma it is believed that the now spanish military hospital museum is exponentially haunted Oh, yeah, you think? Super duper haunted. Oh, my goodness. Visitors often mention hearing groans and shouts coming from unoccupied rooms. Some have said to hear the frequenting sound of marching feet in an unfilled upstairs region. Woo! Yeah. Also, frequent sightings of apparitions are still being experienced by guests to this day. Many visitors report smelling sulfur from apparition (gasps) gun charge, discharge. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, that's, not, not that's, demons. That's, no. that's better sulfur than demon sulfur. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Guns, guns, guns. Scarily enough, some guests have even reported being touched and even scratched by unseen hands, sometimes on their stomachs and backs, shaped mm-hmm. into words like help or even in Spanish. Nope. 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 No. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Don't no. touch me, man. Don't. Don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me, bro. <laughs> no. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no. no. In the morning room, not like good morning, but the sad morning. Sad morning, yeah. yes. A place used by family members of the dead to sit in silence and remember their loved ones after saying goodbye. There are disembodied voices have been heard praying, sobbing, and moaning. Mm. The ward is where a lot of visitors have witnessed beds moving on their <gasps> own to the point they move with such force as to hitting visitors in the shins. Oh, ouch. No. They also rearrange themselves overnight and shake from side to side. This is an area where people report being scratched. It's poltergeist. It's poltergeist. That's the poltergeist room. Yep. With the chairs, but instead of beds. Beds, exactly. In the surgeon's office, a spirit allegedly likes to grab onto visitors' clothes and refuses to let them go. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that happen to you in San Diego last year. (laughs) And like, your face was like, (laughs) what? 
scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I did. One visitor stated that she could feel a large hand gripping her clothing, refusing to let go. And the only way to shake it off was for her to run out of the room as quickly as possible. And luckily, the spirit didn't follow her. Wow. I don't like that. I think I would be like peeing my pants. I don't know. No, I wouldn't even go here. Lastly, the apothecary is super haunted. The apothecary was used to store medicines, and the common report is that there are shadows that dart from wall to wall, as well as the sound of a sobbing spirit. Oh, no. Here, there are also full apparitions, clear and discernible voice recordings, moving objects, unexplained bruises, (gasps) and hearing disembodied voices screaming the words, help as well as indecipherable words of spanish origin and orbs are also a popular occurrence they are known to follow visitors around the hospital Ooh. and even been reported to in visitors cars as they leave <gasps> nope don't it's take the them home i know <laughs> <laughs> they want to go with you wow spooky yeah that's spooky because i'm like don't, who don't i feel like it's the hospital. soldiers that are going like help yeah. and trying to get you to, oh, to help totally. the war it was a war going on at that yeah. time and, oh. and people were just dying left and right in that war and going to this hospital so royal health hospital museum now it's a museum but i would not want to go that's there. a lot of that's a lot of physical contact and it looks small. i don't like i don't big. like the scratching i could deal with the tugging on the clothes sure i don't want people following me home I scratched i don't want to be scratched I don't want to be hit in the shins. Wow, that place is crazy, Nicole. On an on a Indian burial ground? Yeah. Why? Don't you do that? Rebuild over that, people. Yeah, you should have left it alone. But they they rebuilt. And Saint Augustine, isn't that like the oldest city in the US? Yeah, and and yeah. Yeah. Is it the oldest in the US? I think so. I think it was there before Before Salem? Yeah. So I think it's been there since like this. 1600s i don't know i don't remember <laughs> i'm like making things Terrible up with history. don't check but me it is on one the, of the oldest i know yeah. it, it definitely in florida but i don't know yeah but if, you, if that's what you say wow it's creepy i am exhausted nicole <laughs> there's like so souls, much right? going on all the energy from these hospitals and mm-hmm. uh these that's poor people hospitals. being treated they not i hospitals. know and you were just there so <laughs> it's like you've got don't traumatic like things don't like it wow if you guys have any stories of your own if you've been to any of these places or, or if you know any other places that you want us to talk about please yeah. email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com i know kate suggested oh she gave us a big list oh, she gave us a huge she, list she listed haunted asylums and i said hey kate we're actually gonna we're record that recording. hey so. kate ha, 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 ha we hear you but yeah if you guys know of any others or if you have any experiences of your own please email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com you can also jump over to our page on podbean.com. Look up the Ominous Stitch podcast and you can see all of the research that we've done so far on this. And we will have links for all those EVP sessions and all the photos that you heard me just going, ah, oh, oh, freaking out over because <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's so good. Um, so check all that out on our webpage at podbean.com there's also a button you can click on to become a patron so you can join Brittany and kate Woo-woo. and become one of our awesome patrons Please. we do drop patron episodes and we'll we send, send you, you stuff we give you shout outs obviously we shout those two out like all the time because we love them so much Yay. so 
please uh, think about becoming a patron or just drop us a line. You can just visit us on any of the social medias. We want to talk to you guys. We love interacting with our listeners and building our community. So drop by, say hi. Say hi. Okay, I'm exhausted. We're almost done. But we have one more thing we need to do. So let's get to movie time. This week's movie review is Grave Encounters, Uh released 2011, IMDb rating of 6.1 stars, and the synopsis. For their ghost hunting reality show, a production crew locks themselves inside an abandoned mental hospital that's supposedly haunted, and it might prove to be all too true. And it's on freebie, so you can watch it for free. Yay. So do you know why I chose this movie now? I do know why you chose this movie because <laughs> they're in a haunted asylum and it sounds a lot like um, the, the second one that we visited. the Rolling Hills. Rolling Hills. Yeah. 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 It's um, I, I try to Google like top 10 hospital haunted movies. I try to do that all the time. And this was actually on on there. So it was good. It yeah. had its moments. Yeah. <laughs> I My main issue is, is that. I don't know if this bothers anybody else. It bothers me when actors are trying to not act. That's what I call it when they're not, mm. when they're trying to yeah, act yeah, yeah. like normal, normal but people. they're acting. Yeah. I was like, just be normal. <laughs> just say like, act like you were not act, but like, yeah, just, just be, be normal. Yourself, I guess. Yeah. I think they can probably do that more now that YouTube is more true prevalent. And so yeah. you can see, you can I don't know, but so that bothered me because That's I'm like, funny. it's not, they're acting like it's not real. So yeah. it took kind of that element out. Sure. The only acted movie that was supposed to be like real that I really felt that was with Blair Witch. Well, because that that's out. the OG. Yeah. Yeah. That was the OG. Mm-hmm. And so this was trying to kind of follow those. Be like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I agree. It, it didn't quite work. But all of the scary elements were really good. I was surprised. There were some like really I good stuff. I thought this stuff. movie was going to be so cheesy. I had fun. Cheesy, there were there were some cheesy moments. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun watching this movie, and right. it was like scary. And it yeah. was like I was like, oh, I kind of like this movie. Yeah, I think I like see? it. Yeah, Me too. And that's what everyone says. It's kind of a surprising movie. It's like yeah, like you're saying, it's a reality fake reality uh-huh. but and like all oh, fake found footage you know yeah but, but like i i like it when you don't know where the movie's going exactly and it they keeps, do a twist they do a twist and it keeps building and building yeah. and building and you get to the point you were like oh i don't know where this is going i mean you mm-hmm. kind of have an inkling that something big happens to this crew and i'm not going to give anything away because no. if you haven't yeah, you seen have it to watch this if you haven't seen it it's free it's a good one to watch yeah. for free yeah so um, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but like you get an inkling of like, I know something big happens to this mm-hmm. group of people and then it starts off really slow it and does. Then it starts to build yeah. and then the twists and the way that it takes you through their journey is really interesting. It's, it's good. You deal with a lot it's of supernatural kind of elements. You deal with, yeah. you deal with a lot of the things that happen in an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that happen at Rolling Hills definitely color a lot of the the things that happen in this movie you right. see lobotomies you, see, you know you have stories of doctors and you have is stories that rolling of hills it's rolling hills or trans alleged trans alleged that, that one yeah that one. this is very similar to that yeah yeah, yeah. i liked it <laughs> <laughs> Yay! i liked it i knew it yay 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised. I thought it was pretty good for the, the found footage kind of movie. Yeah, know? yeah. There's only a few that I love in my... And Blair Witch is kind of there, but it's because of how jerky it made me sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, there, I think it's called Quarantine, which we might watch at some okay, point. Okay, I don't know that one. Ooh, that's my other like found footage movie that I like. But this one, I was pretty amazed how well they like made it really creepy because I thought yeah. it was going to be so cheesy. And like I said, there's, there's some there's cheesy moments. Pretty cheesy yeah, moments. Yeah. But the way they did it, just like like you said, like kind of that throwback to actual mental hospitals and asylums and mm-hmm. how they. It's spooky. Yeah. It's, it's definitely good. And like yeah. the camera setup, you know, like just like our uh-huh. 28 Days the Haunted. Static cameras. Yeah, static cameras. That's kind of cool how they, they use that footage and stuff and the sneak things. And yeah. yeah. And you deal with a lot of different paranormal elements. Yeah. There's like definitely a time portal that happens in here. Mm-hmm. So it, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many stitches? So we like it. Yay. Yay. Um, what did IMDb give it? 6.1. 6.1. Uh, I'll, I'll go a little higher. I'll give it like a six, five, oh, six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's not quite like seven is something that like I would probably watch, watch again. again. Yeah. And this one I might watch mm. again, but I don't feel the need to watch it again. I feel you. Um, but I enjoyed it while I was watching it. It w- didn't feel like a chore like some movies do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. That's the fun about it. That's fun about movie reviews. You get the you get some bad eggs and you get some great eggs. Yeah, so. and some surprising ones. Yeah, so, yeah, surprising. That was yeah. Good too. Yeah, I give it a six point five too. Because yeah. like I said, I probably won't watch it again. Uh huh. But it was really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yay! 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 We actually like a movie. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh man so this is another super awesome episode spooky oh i'm exhausted yeah and i don't like people (laughs) (laughs) that's our theme always i know don't like people i know i wish people could just be kind and nice to each other and you know treat others the way that you want to be treated again there's that that theme that you're talking about with your drivers is karma like i hope there's karma that people face when they do things like that to other people, you know, in the afterlife, maybe, mm-hmm. but, you know, karma. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to like, well, maybe that is their form of karma where they, they wake up and they realize, holy crap, I've been shitty yeah. and, and I need to change my ways and make amends and apologize for the or, way that you treat people. And the or way their, that, their next life is like a fly that gets swatted right away. So. Uh, you never no, know. that's not enough torture. No, no. Oh, right okay. <laughs> How about All fly right. over and over and over again? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll see. What kind of karma do you think people that are awful should know? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to do that. No, you don't need to do that. But that's okay. Okay. You can think it. Yeah. So I guess that's it. So until next time, <laughs> we're leaving it a weird note, Stitchers. But we wouldn't be us if we weren't weird, right? True that. <laughs> so until next time, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-oh.